0: Welcome to Moving With Life. This is episode number 17. I am Andy Acosta. My friends Eddie Science and Brian Luevanos will be joining me today. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for lending us your ears for the next hour and a half or so. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to leave reviews. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. So episode number 17, we get... We have a co- a couple of uh, updates from Brian as far as uh, what's going on. He was supposed to go into speed dating deal and ended up falling through because he got some type of eye infection. So that happened. We eventually continue talking. The conversation continues. We eventually get to my blood results and my fast and changes I need to make. It seems like this episode was a, a little, a lot about me, which... Is interesting it wasn't planned as but there are some things in here that I did want to make it known I guess to the public you know we're always working on the process we're always working on you know bettering ourselves at least I'm working on bettering myself for you and for everybody that is in my life and that's what I was consumed with so that's what we really talked about so without further ado here is moving with life So Brian, what happened? Now I mean, I was looking forward to hearing your damn oh, dear, speed dating
1: dear. story.
0: Like I was looking forward to like, okay, Friday's gonna I come. I was looking
1: forward to going. <laughs> oh, so you ended up not going. I ended up not going cuz Wednesday was when my eye acted up the worst. So uh, I ended up going on a date to the night clinic. <laughs> <laughs> Did you meet any any uh good people there? <laughs> Good male doctor, but nothing like Aww. nothing like what would have been my speed dating. Well, given. hey, man, don't knock it if you haven't tried it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure he'd take very good care of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, man. yeah, not not the wed- the Wednesday night I had planned at all. That sucks, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll be on the lookout for another one, though, hopefully. Who, um, who was putting on the event? Uh, it was at the Orchard. Uh I don't know if it's technically downtown McAllen, but it's like Old Eighty Three near Tenth. Okay. It used to be some other nightclub, but uh, I've been there for lunch, and th- it's kind of I guess apparently, maybe a nightclub also, but uh, yeah, they were hosting that event Wednesday. Okay. At six, um, just didn't get to make it. That's cool. We used to do
2: um, speed dating events like every fall semester uh, for philanthropy, raising philanthropy
1: money. pet Puffy mummy philanthropy money <laughs> for the fraternity and that's cool i never thought about setting it up for you know to raise funds yeah people uh,
2: yeah people really flock to speed dating like it's a it's
1: a big thing i i didn't think you would be down here that's why i kind of jumped to it when i heard about it i was like yeah i'm down like you know just for the experience i'm really not looking to oh i don't want to say not looking to connect i wasn't looking for you know like a relationship maybe right, expecting you weren't expecting yeah something, i just, just i like just wanted the experience to, you know yeah. see how that would go and and maybe get to know some people you know yeah just for just for the sake of networking and you yeah. know
2: absolutely that, yeah the I'll
1: um th- sorry the uh s- so it was
2: um the year that i was an associate which is what uh we called pledges in my fraternity we call them mm-hmm. associates um so the year that i i was an associate in my fraternity um You know, we were doing the the speed dating thing, and so we had to help out, obviously, and do that. And, and, uh, well, I was able to participate at one point, too, so I hopped in um, for a few rounds and then ended up, like, meeting this, like, really cool girl, and, like, we just kind of hit it off. We both like the same kinds of music, and, um, like, we were really into the same songwriters, like Townsend and Robert Earl Keane and Guy Clark and stuff like that, so we just kind of hit it off. And um, the sorority she was joining that semester, um, their formal was coming up within the next couple of weeks, so then she just asked me to go with her to her formal, and I was like, oh, I was like badass, cause I like, got to go to like a formal out of this. Yeah. So we kind of had like a little date. Worst date. No ever. way. <laughs> Wait, like work. Twer- like
0: okay. Can can you like elaborate yeah. just a little bit? Yeah,
2: I haven't thought about this in forever, man. It's like <laughs> totally jogged my memory. <laughs> but it was just the worst date like ever, like you could possibly imagine. She showed up like an hour late to like. Like get picked up. Like I was like gonna go like pick her up like there at the school and then we're gonna take pictures at the water fountain or whatever uh, fucking landmark yeah. um you know, that's popular at the time. And um so like we were gonna do that and then she's like a whole hour late. And then we get to the um to the place where it's at and then like the uh, the parking garage wasn't um uh, wasn't tall enough for my truck to fit. Oh, so dang. I had to like go park on the street and I had to like go get like quarters and shit for the meter and it was just like, ah, oh, it's a fucking disaster <laughs> of a date, man.
0: That's a good story, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't even think it is. I feel like I'm lacking so much detail, like but, uh,
0: well maybe, but you look for details though, like that's why you write songs, yeah,' that I sense? Just, like I, to me that's a funny story'cause that that happened yeah, like just that the, like if you it was think just of, so long ago, yeah, yeah, and like think about like simple human experience, like you experienced that It's like damn it, like that, <laughs> that it's that's crazy see, that's it's
1: crazy doing. though, how like you guys connected because of all these you know common interests, but then the date itself ended up being horrible, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe it's that opposite track thing, or I don't know what. But I don't know. It's crazy. <coughs> I wonder if all those variables had like gone the right way, how the the actual like I guess the the interactions would have played out.
2: Yeah. What's funny is um um not gonna mention names, but the the girl I've been seeing lately, who I'm just like head over heels over right now, it's like crazy about. Um, we have like way opposite tastes when it comes to everything. It's hilarious. Um, like dichotomies. It, yeah, as far as uh, like movies, yeah. like um, you know, she likes the, the more like um, easygoing, like you know, laughable movies, and I'm like, no, nah, I want to, I want to see the, I want to see the movie where Matthew McConaughey's head gets slashed off, like yeah. you know, the like really, that's the Paperboy, by the way. Sorry to ruin that <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> spoiler, <laughs> but, alert. <laughs> spoiler alert, that happens in the Paperboy. And um, but anyway, I like those like deep, like dark, intellectual movies, and she yeah. like doesn't like them at all. And then, um, um, as far as music goes too, it's, a, it's and not that like we don't like similar things, we find things we like um, that together. But um, most of the time, it's it's a little opposite. I don't really like hate any kind of music. I just like anyone else have preferences. Right. But yeah, it's just funny how that how that works.
0: Yeah. That I feel like that could work, especially especially with a with a long run thing, where you have like your commonalities, but then you have your opposite stuff. Because then that allows you to. To still say, hey, I'm going to go out with my friends. Cool, hey, I'm going to go out with my friends, to too. To diversify. Yeah, yeah, you're able to just have that space along with being together. I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And I think
1: it's something that you're also able to bring into the relationship. Ooh, it's a good point. Outside of, of shared interest, you can bring other things into the mix and, you know, see how it plays out. That's a very good point. I haven't thought about that. Yeah. Very cool.
0: Freaking A. Yeah, that, that for me, that's what I think. I think... I feel like maybe back in high school, and you know, even even maybe college, you know, maybe early years of college, where like you have that you have a girlfriend and whatnot, and you you have that you have that lovey dovey stage, but it's different when you're in high school, you know, because you do see each other all the time, and you want to be together all the time. And I think now that we're older, and you know we're on a career path by now, we are doing different things. You know, I think that the difference, the conflicts of interests, are a good thing. I think they're a good thing. Yeah, have to agree.
2: Well, what you got for us this week walker what's uh, what's going on here?
0: Man, well, the m- first I wanted I just want to start off with for me, like my week is totally just changed for the better like I guess I just needed like a week of just like not that high not the high that I, I guess the high I usually live on, and for these for since since Tuesday, uh I just feel better you know when me and Eddie talked last week on well we talked on Sunday, so it was five days ago. Um, uh, leading up to that point you know I my workouts weren't good you know I was just slacking I just felt like I was slacking but it, my brain just it, I just couldn't function and then two by Tuesday you know I just kind of I was rebooting and then t- Tuesday ended my day with the jiu-jitsu and it just felt great and like right now I'm like on too many ultra high I, I don't know what else, to, how else to describe it
2: here's a dichotomy for you the highs don't stand without the lows
0: Yeah, and Mm -hmm. interesting. Were you gonna say something? No, no, I was saying. And interesting enough, because remember, Brian, when I first started contemplating the podcast, this was Mm -hmm. within a month or two ago. I was just like, man, and what I went back to was like value. And okay, what I need to go back to the roots of why starting the podcast in the first place. For the most part, the majority of my days are so high that let's say okay, let's let's put let's put a scale to it. Let's say my normal high is an eight right and normal lows like a three well because i'm doing everything that i enjoy doing whether it's working with eddie talking with business with brian working at nine round working with my mom on her business working with my dad on his health my now my day-to-day like happiness scale is like a 12 so let's say i'm still at a three when i go down well it just feels worse remember i brought that up brian mm-hmm. and like and then you i like that you say that you know the dichotomy eddie as far as like you know, you can't have the highs without the lows, and it's so true. And and for me, it's like so extensive because I I feel like, for the most part, I'm running at you know, but the ants go up to eleven. You know, I'm 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 running at eleven like almost every day. So, to set, to keep the, the lows at a three, it still feels, worse. It feels like I'm at a negative something. You know, where that's not the case. Maybe, you know, everybody's like, well, you know, what's wrong is like I I couldn't tell you anyways. You know, but, that's been my week at least. Today, well. I didn't go see till like five thirty, dude. I stayed up super late. Damn. Like you mean from last night? Yeah, yeah, with a gig, then me and you went to go eat. And then I got I guess it was probably close to three something when I got home. And then by the time I knew it was four and I was like, Man, I've been up for twenty four hours. I mean, I took a nap in the middle of the day, but it's like, man, I've been up for twenty four hours and I come inside and I just I just start like googling stuff. <laughs> and I was like, Okay. I uh
2: I was up pretty late. I wasn't up as late as you at five thirty, but Um, I think I went to bed around like 4 or 4.30. I listened to a lot of new music the past two weeks. There's been so many releases. It's been hard to keep up with everything. Um, John Moreland's new release just came out, and it's like friggin' phenomenal. Just a whole bunch of intellectual shit that I love. (sighs) Poetry.
0: For me, I guess one thing that I did want to bring up, going back to Valley, I kind of briefly just touched on it. But I remember last night, Eddie, I was bringing up to you, you know, uh, value mm-hmm. and and Brian, have you ever heard of V R I O? Ch- it's like a chart. No, I don't think so. You can do so basic. So V R I O is value, rarity, imitation, and organization. So if you're and I had to do this my capstone uh, when I took capstone from undergrad mm-hmm. and our professor made us do a VRIO on the on the companies that we were dealing with right like our company plus the three other competitive companies in the in, in the industry okay so we had to say okay value and we had to define value you know, how how is our company value more or you know or is it is it better or not than the other companies right and you, basically we rate all our companies and whatever and then rarity is like okay how rare is it well it's not that rare because it cuz we did gaming industry in this case and then, so it's like values, like, yes, because what we found in the research was the values, every gaming company pretty much had, like, their niche. You know, like EA Sports is, for the most part, all sports games, right? And then you have Activision, Activision Blizzard, mm-hmm. which has, uh, I believe, even, like, uh, simulation, basically, like, like, if you're there, like, sim- simulation type deal. And then, I, I I don't even remember the other two companies. There's four companies. Either way. So I was telling Eddie this last night was I was this uh, lecture, the last lecture I had during my capstone came up in my mix of music when I was coming home at some point during my day, not, not last night, but during the day. So I've been like contemplating value and rarity and imitation and organization. And my professor, he even said on the lecture, he says, you know, you can change organization for P, which is personal, and you have personal leverage. When he brought that up, I said, man, is there a way
1: where you make yourself the product? I was going to say, not a product, but more of a service. Because a lot of, I think that's what's going on with a lot of like influencers, with YouTubers and, you know, all these people on Instagram with their uh, mass followers and, and stuff like that. They They essentially become their own product or service and you know they're marketing themselves and building a brand from their personal lives. So I think that's very much what's happening now.
0: So okay yeah. Yeah, I I don't I I completely agree. I guess the the biggest thing is like cuz m- lately I've been bringing up value even w- whether it's me and you Brian on our own or me and Eddie on our own in this podcast. You know it's like what more value like to me that's that's one of the foundations that I never directly brought to VRIO. So when I heard this lecture, I was like, man, you know, what kind of value can you bring? And a lot of these questions, I feel like, are very rhetorical. I didn't even write many questions for today. Just because I've been I honestly been researching, and I just wanted to have a conversation about really anything. But for me, what stuck is like, okay, value. I've been talking about that quite a bit, for the at least for the past month, you know, all of April. Now we're in May. And then rarity, you know, are are you rare? And I feel like the question the answer is yes for everybody because we're all our, our individual things. If you're if you're providing a service, you know, now imitation yeah. is where we get, you know, the then you have like your uh can, how can you be imitated? Well, if everybody has a YouTube channel, then it's like okay, how, how personal leverage. And that that's like the thing I'm I'm not even at yet. I know I've been contemplating lately cuz I feel like I where I thought music was gonna be the thing, cause I I looked forward to like, I looked forward to this project before even before the project even existed, if mm-hmm. that makes sense, and like as I'm going through, life now, it's changing. Where, you know, music is so much a part of me that I'm like I'm not gonna quit anyways, but it's not like, the ultra mission for me, and I don't know if you guys want to give what your what you think your mission is at the moment.
1: Ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, is to become to have you know financial freedom and have my own my own business, something in building or you know building or or architect, which essentially is just design, right? Um, so I do I do want to get into that. Now, what I'm still trying to figure out is I guess what steps I need to take to get there, but in the end ultimate goal very general is financial freedom and you know having my own business something of my own where i don't have to really you know answer to anybody but myself and you know my goals or or the needs of my family and you know myself i think i I always tend to look at like my major mission in a very
2: um grand scheme kind of way like a i don't know like um I guess like ever since sophomore year of college, when I was like really just having like these thoughts and whatever, I was just like, I really just want to leave like a good legacy behind more than anything. Like, I just want to have led like a, a you know a decent life for you know to leave for you know, leave something behind for people. Basically, just you know leaving the world in a in a better shape than I found it yeah. as best as possible, and just and that's always my ultimate thing. With whether doing that through music or doing that through podcasting or whatever else there could possibly be. But always goes back to that route for me.
0: Yeah, I was, I've been, I took very little, I, didn't, I haven't finished the listening to episode 73 of Jocko Podcast yet, but I did watch the first 25 minutes and I watched them again today so I can try to just develop some notes. And like I said, I haven't even been developing, developing questions because I, 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 leading up to Tuesday where I fell into my funk. And I had to reassess my mind. I was like, it's too, there's too many questions that are rhetorical. I was spending too much time on social media. So I need to do more action. And that's where I guess that's where I stemmed from today. Like leading up to today. It's like, okay, you know. And you guys talking about this. And 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 for those listening, you know, the mission. You know, like, have, have you really thought about it? And, and let's, let's say it's music 100%. Then, you know charged that, you know, or my, I really thought mine was that, and it, you know, it's, it turns out to not, you know, I, I don't know if it was Tim Ferriss or Jocko, either way, one of them, they brought up recently that were, uh, actually, I think it was Tim Ferriss, he brings up in one of his videos that he has on his, on his YouTube page, it's called, it's titled The Best Mistake He's Ever Made, and the best mistake he ever made was dropping out of college for a year to work on his thesis 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 he went to princeton like i mean that's that's in this dude you know like that's a school a school of schools right and his i guess his his advisor for like the program said you better bring me the best thesis in the world like you better bring me the best thing i've ever seen right so in that year that he was gone he then started working and he, he says in, basically in retrospect like what, would have what takes people sometimes 15, 20 years to realize, and then change careers. He did in six months, because he worked at a big company, and and at that it was like uh what do you call it? It was mobile, so like he was traveling a lot, and he realized with that company that he didn't want to work with a bunch of people. He needed the societal I guess factor. He needed that camaraderie I guess build up. He didn't use those words, but he he needed people to work with, but he wanted to I guess be in the middle where he was hands-on, but also like I guess have some type of charge or some type of direction given to him. Going back to the root of the mission, you know, where he then realized you know, he he needed to do his own thing. Mm-hmm. And for me it's 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 hard I feel like it's hard to kind of do that because I know I don't fit best there. And it's like a thing that I'm struggling with, you know, at the moment. Because even he says, like, he could have worked for Golden Sachs, He could have worked for all these. He could have worked for a bunch of companies because because he went to Princeton. Like, he would have just right. had that job or those jobs or whatever whatever he basically wanted. And one thing that he brought up, and this is, the, I think, the part that I like the best. I have it here written. You know. A red flag that he found in retrospect was, everybody wants, like, that something, so I should want it too. That was one thing that he pondered on. And when he said that, it's like, man, I don't know anybody necessarily wanting what I want. Because everybody's, like, kind of questioning me. And, like, I
1: guess that's a good thing. but Well, maybe they're questioning the method. But the end goal might be a little more common. Yeah. Could be. I th- Possibility,
0: right, right, and and that's that's the biggest thing is what I what I what I've been saying lately, and then now that I've gone out of my my funk is like just just give me time, just just watch, just let me work. And with that being said, it's like okay, well, I need to get to work. So I've been trying to you know go to nine round, and I learned a new combination like this week. So I've been like just going over it over and over again, and that's what I've been doing. And with Eddie, I've been honestly. Uh, <laughs> Being more detailed about myself, about my approach to working with Eddie. You know, the the way I say things. And even uh, one thing that comes up in Jocko 73, episode 73, is like, they talk about detachment. And the question is, you know, what would you look like if you were being recorded right now?
1: Sometimes I try to imagine, just for the sake of looking presentable at work or, you know, not really acting stupid. I try to visualize that like somebody's always watching me, so I don't know. All right. I think for, sec- uh, sorry for for me. I know my mother says um,
2: don't ever do anything that you think wouldn't make me or dad proud. So uh, that's the uh, the thing that sticks in my head all the time. Yeah, and that's uh, that's what makes me conscious about how I'm acting. Yeah.
1: So, sometimes when I know I'm completely alone, I do do stupid things. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't everybody? I mean, yeah, yeah but, but for the most part, I try to picture that someone's watching me so that I don't. Do something dumb or embarrassing yeah. too often.
0: It's funny because I think, and this is one thing that Tim Ferriss brings up. I, no, Tim Ferriss and I think Tony Robbins, as far as, like, waiting, like, letting yourself be upset for 90 seconds and then just letting it go. Tim, Tony Robbins is the one who talks about this. But, you know, even when we – because even, cause even I'm, I'm also bad about it, you know, where something does irk me instantly, where it's like, you know, are you willing – no, not willing. Can you make your mind wait ten, even ten seconds before reacting? Where I, I feel like a lot of times the, I mean, the answer is no, at least, you know. And then when Jocko said this, you know, and the way it, one of the, one of the, I guess examples that he used, and Echo used, was you know like a football, like football film, like when you go to post, post game, you go watch the film, and and uh, and then you watch yourself. It's like man, so that that's That's been like I guess building up to today. you know I, I've really been trying just to just take action on what I'm doing, and even even with the re- like I guess research that I've been doing, um, like I said, it's like okay, what can I, what can I implement today? What can I implement right now? One thing I can talk about that I did do was since it's the beginning of the month, I'm trying to keep this consistent, so I went through my fast this week because it was the beginning of May, so May 1 through 3, I was going to, I'm going to say I attempted my 72 hour fast, which I'm going to try to make, you know, a monthly thing, and I'm not going to say I failed, because I consciously put calories in my body at, like, noon on Wednesday, as opposed to, like, 6 p.m. Wednesday, so I finished it six hours early, but I got my blood work done, and, like, I might as well be in damn hospital. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like at, at least that's my personal opinion. I'm not gonna go to the doctor. I will eventually make my way to the doctor if my the changes that I'm gonna make don't, you know, work the way I want them to. But basically, uh, and I'll, I and I think I need to. I need. I feel I at least I need. I feel like I need to say this out loud to be honest with everybody. Is like you know I have high cholesterol. Like okay. Obviously, my diet's not the best. And I for sure, my main thing is um, sugar intake. Like, that is still, like, my shit. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. like, it's like dubstep. It's my shit right now. And the thing is, like, sweets and stuff like that. Like, it's just, Not that it's hard to get away, but I consciously eat it because I like it. You know, I, I like that. If I get any instant gratification, it's from a
1: fucking candy. Have you tried substituting it with maybe, like, some sweet fruit? And I I know it's not you know fruits still have sugars but at least it's not as unhealthy as well because it's complemented with fiber so yes. it breaks it down so yeah. like for me strawberries are some of like the sweetest fruits so have you tried having strawberries anytime you get a craving for you know candy or see and
0: I haven't I haven't and and even then like let's say I eat like five tangerines because mm-hmm. I'll do that like like oh, we yeah. buy we buy like you a know bag. yeah exactly you buy mandarins and tangerines and it's like I eat the whole freaking bag you know like. And, and the thing is, when you eat the whole bag, it's the equivalent to eating a bag of candy, because the sugar's the same.
2: Right, but it has the fiber that you need, though, so it's not
1: yeah. not that bad. But Just eat the peel too. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> speaking of peel, well, like the, for sure, the good thing is, uh, as far as peels go, is like lemons. Like mm-hmm. this is actually something that I read earlier. Uh, I th- it was within the past few weeks. I told my mom to do it because she has like lemon with her water now more consistently, but is you should blend your lemon peel and seeds, and all, like, you should just throw them in. The entire thing? Yeah, the whole thing, seeds and all, and, like, have it like that with water. And, like, I was like, man, like, I mean, I, I didn't know. But it's like, okay. But anyways, going back to, like, the sugar thing, like, I'm, I f- like I said, I, I feel like it's almost like we can, if you guys want, we can almost use this as an intervention for myself. Because I, I am trying to work on this, and I'm, and for the most part, like I said, my 80% of my intake is good. It's 20% that's, like, not good, in it and I need, I want to get over. It. I want to not be metaphorically held down by my mind about sugar. It's very irritating, but yet I haven't changed it.
2: Well, my first thought is to tell you not to overthink it, because um, you do work out like daily. I mean, mm-hmm. you're and you're a trainer, so I mean, as long as you can balance those things out, I think you're going to be fine. Yeah. I think most people develop a problem when they eat too much sugar and then they don't work out.
0: Yeah, that's fair. So
2: I mean, that's where the that's where the obesity problem lies, at its uh, at its core, anyway. But um, I don't know. I don't know what your blood works like, and I don't know what your opinion is on it necessarily.
0: Well, actually, so. I'll tell you. I have it here. Hold on a
1: second. Substitute it with cigarettes. <laughs> 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 totally kidding.
2: <laughs> What's that deal with like have a glass of red wine a day? It's healthy for you. That can't be right. That That's never d- sounded right to me. I
0: don't believe I don't it. I don't believe it. Uh, oh man, I feel like I had some... I wish I would have written the research done. Because I heard... I, my thing about, like, the wine and stuff is, like... For me, it's an excuse to have alcohol.
1: Yeah. I don't know... But now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know about the process of making wine. But I don't think either, either way, there's too much bad... In one glass. It depends. Now, um, I don't know about daily, but, you know, at well, least I mean, in the glass of wine you itself. You know, they,
2: they mix yeast with sugar, and the yeast eats the sugar, and it mm-hmm. ferments, and it makes the alcohol, right? Right. So, um, that's how it works. So, you have different flavors of wine that develop from, A, from the different kind of grapes they're yes. using, right? Or some uh, some winemakers also, like, do that with oranges and strawberries and other flavors right, for, right, right. for certain things. Um, peaches, I think, is also very common. Anyway, that's another rabbit hole within itself. <laughs> but... Um, the main thing that separates the wines really is um, the amount of sugar that's left over, right? So, for example, for dealing with white wine, white wine um, in comparison to red has a lot more sugar in it. Right. Okay. So um, one of the sweetest white wines, uh, a Riesling, they don't let they don't let it ferment that long. So like they pull it out fairly right. quickly. So it's naturally a sweeter wine, and it's uh, not as dry as a connoisseur would say, I guess, mm-hmm. or uh, an amateur connoisseur. <laughs> never did really like not to go down like another rabbit hole but i remember like working at city winery and like learning all this and then it's like so how would you describe this kind of wine to uh to a uh, to a customer eddies i don't know uh it's got a lot of earth tones um <laughs>
1: <laughs> tastes it's, like it's
2: dirt. A, uh it's medium bodied um <laughs> you know just like looking for a whole bunch of like general terms and shit to <laughs> describe the wine <laughs> but it's funny you learn how to bullshit so it's
1: really liquidy it's very viscous. <laughs> like,
2: just you, you use like the biggest word imaginable, make it sound yeah. smart, even though you don't know what it what it really entails, or what mm. viscous <laughs> means. <laughs> well, I know what viscous means, but
1: but I thought it was viscous or vis- oh, uh, was viscous. Ah, uh, you're a right. Thing. It is viscous. <laughs> Damn
2: it! Nah, you're right. Fuck English. It's viscous. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's not even my first language.
2: <laughs> oh man, I've. I've discussed way too often how like shitty of a language English is with people. (laughs) But anyway, let's let's discuss how shitty Andy's blood is. (laughs) I'm just kidding. All right, you got (laughs)
0: the results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got them here. So some of it makes sense because of the fast. So I fasted 60 hours before this blood test, right? And the you need at least 12 hours of fasting, water only, before to get in your blood test. Just so I guess so your liver can clear and all that stuff, right? Because it does take... And I learned this today, like, I guess officially, quote-unquote, is because Dr. Rhonda Patrick was on Tim Ferriss yesterday. So I started listening to that today. Oh, fucking Dr. Rhonda. Like, th- it, it's so intricate that I had to listen to it again. But anyways, mm-hmm. I digress. Anyways, it takes your liver... And this this also makes sense for as far as, like, diabetes and stuff. Because it takes your liver about 10 hours to clean itself, right? So that's why you want to... You do, even on even during normal, I guess, eating state, you do want to leave a 10-hour window before you next, which is why, you know, let's say you have your last meal at 8, well, wait till you, like, don't snack anymore. Like, even snacks don't count, like, whether it's almonds or, you know, because almonds have, like, good fats. If you want fruit, you know, you don't want any of that stuff. Excuse me. But learning that is like, man, because, I mean, I'm now dealing with this stuff and, paying more attention to it but started with like my mom and like the the specific one that that helps that lets you know or gives you an idea about like where you're as far as like a diabetes like like possibility it's called a1c Mm -hmm. and you can get that test you can get it done and it's not that expensive i I think like 25 30 bucks not that much Mm -hmm. but uh so she talks about that and the lip because the liver takes that long let's say you snack late well then your liver's constantly working trying to get all that sugar out because it it's like it, it processes all that like glucose and all that stuff, which that's like the that's the first cue on the test like even cause i I get the general wellness it's twenty bucks anybody can go it's cash or check only um you just leave them your name, your phone number um date of birth, and that's it and the cool thing is they have them by like three pm so you you get them the same day so anyways so. Interesting enough, from February to now, my sugar actually went down. Like the 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 general sugar. I think some of the, I think some of that has to do with the fact that I was on a fast for so long. Cuz even my salts were low, which that makes sense cuz all I've been drinking is water, so I might it's just a flush of the system. Now going to my proteins, those were high not by much but by a whole point which is a lot I mean one whole point in this case in this meter it's, it's, a, it's a big deal and that also makes sense because I've w- I still been working out like when I fast I still work out I still do everything normal all that changes is just my eating I don't eat so that makes sense because the thing is that what I thought in the beginning was that proteins like oh it's going to help you build mass and whatnot. well proteins is what helps rebuild your muscle because when you work out that's what causes like all that deterioration and what not yeah. I, I just didn't know that Until now, like now that I'm like, I guess, listening and researching Dr. Rhonda and uh, Tim Ferriss, all the stuff that he's done in the 4-Hour Body. So, that also makes sense. Now, my cholesterol skyrocketed. But cholesterol is still connected and corollary with sugars. So, it's not just like fatty foods. You actually want fatty foods. But, let's say, in the case of like hamburgers, okay, the bun, you know, the bread itself, that sugar like candy you know stuff like that so my sh- my cholesterol went up by too much you know like if i took this to my doctor he'd be like what the hell's going on because my doctor he's kind of stern about like the whole thing but it's like dude i don't need you to tell me to go on a diet <laughs> you know i'm not gonna pay you 90 bucks to tell me hey man eat these foods i already have that paper <laughs> you know i already yeah. you know I already have that and like i said it it's interesting what 20 percent of my food intake caused it's it's and I say it in a cause and effect, uh, in a, a, I say it in a cause and effect like scenario because like I'm consciously eating, right? I'm eating. I'm not. I'm not saying, oh, it's it's the food's fault that I have. You know, I'm just. I'm just right. for the sake of the podcast. I'm saying the cause was my food intake that I'm consciously eating. The effect was you know high cholesterol. So that's one thing. Dichotomy. My triglycerides, which is also part of your fats, cut in half, which is good. Dang. So something's working, but something's very wrong. <laughs> you know, something is working. also yeah. something else is also working
1: exactly on the opposite end.
0: So okay, so when I initially saw these results at 3 p.m. and this was right before I got tonight to open the gym, I my I felt better because, like I said, like after jujitsu on Tuesday, I felt just I just felt ready to go again. But then when I saw the results, I was like, damn it, like I I just I just didn't expect these results. And one thing, I don't know if it Josh Waitzkin or Adam Robinson or somebody, but it's in that podcast at the end of last year that Tim Ferriss had and it's like, you know, write down your expectations and and expect not to get them. You know, write down your expectations and get get expect the unexpected, right? In that in that once you write them down. And for me this this was a case for me. It's like, fuck like okay, I st- I've been increasing my intake of kale and greens. And whatnot, But I've also kept all my bad foods, maybe at a constant or a little bit less, but it's been enough, obviously, to affect me. And everything else is just fall- like, I mean, the LDLs, which is also bad cholesterol, um, it also falls into that category. It's just, it's very, if I can say this word, it's very humbling. And, and this is one thing that I've told clients at the gym, too. It's like, because I do work out every day, Obviously, it's not enough, and like I didn't even do this to prove a point because I'm trying to, I am trying to better myself, but the results show that you can work out six days a week, five days a week, eat decent, not well, just eat decent, and not be enough for your body to say, hey, like you're good to go. And like I said, it has not raised any questions because now I'm just in, I'm just in the do mode. This was just, this just started, you know, this week. I said, you know, I had seven days where I just like was shitty. And then this week, I was like, okay, you know, I'm reestablishing. Now, one side note about this blood test is that I think I should have waited maybe four or five days after my fast because I think my results would have been different had my body been circulating and metabolizing like normally or up to normal again, up to speed. Right. So, what I'm developing. Is that for next month, and well, for, actually for the next three months? Because you, at least for me, my tracking is only every three months, so my next blood test won't be until August, August tenth. So what I'm gonna do is keep my fast the first three days, like Monday, m- the first Monday through Wednesday of every month, and then for seven for the s- seven days leading up to the tenth for the next three months, is eat. Only specific foods. And I don't know what those are yet. It's going to revolve... Obviously, it's going to revolve around, like, kale and, like, primarily greens. Um, and then from there, then go back into, like, a normal eating state, you know, where I'm eating, you know, normal foods. I, As far as, like, uh, chickens and chicken and meat and right. stuff, right? And then my next goal is by June 1st, I'm going to attempt to go into a state of ketosis. That's my goal for this month is to fall into a state of ketosis, and I have, there's 31 days in May, so I have 26 days to slowly, and even ketosis, like, it's high fat, low, and I'm, I'm going for no carb, cause, and cause carbs, it includes fibers, but it also includes sugars, mm-hmm. and because labeling, you know, the USDA or however that works, uh, or FDA, I don't know, whatever, it, or maybe both, you know, you don't, you don't have to put so many, like, if it reaches a certain number, then you have to put it on the label. Right. And if it, and if that's the case, then I'm I'm aiming for no carbs. You know, and what I started today or well, yesterday and today cuz even me and me and Eddie went to Whataburger, So I counted those calories as today. So like right now I'm done like I can't eat I'm not going to eat anymore. You know, I've already counted this drink that I made. It's blueberry concentrate with jocko tea and water. So I've already counted for those. But if I can start at least evening out uh my playing field of of my macronutrients, which is carbs fats and proteins if I can get thirty three percent of everyone and then, and what I don't like is that I'm using Fitbit, and as I'm going through the stuff like I'm having to change all the nutrition labels because they're not quite accurate or maybe they're old yep. so i'm having I'm basically just creating my own from my own phone you know but uh and I guess it's just time it's not, it's not it' doesn't take that much time, but I would rather just scan the barcode and it'd be good to go. Either way, my goal for now is 33% per macronutrient and then eventually throw the carbs out completely to where it's only fats and proteins and then see what happens there. And then uh, because one question that my mom had was like, like, how can you go into state ketosis? Like, you don't like you don't know enough. I'm like, the thing is that some people go into ketosis for life some people go into ketosis and their body can't handle it, period. I, there's this one character, there's one character, there's this one guy that, I don't know if it was Joe Rogan or somebody mentioned it, where, oh, it was during the Joe Rogan, Rhonda Patrick podcast, this recent one, but Dr. Rhonda talks about this guy that they both know he was going into the state, that state of ketosis, and it didn't work for his body. His body rejected the whole thing. Like, it just wasn't going to happen. So he had to re-engineer his diet. I'm like, and I, this is what I told him, I'm like, I might have to do that. I'm like, who's, I don't know it's going to work. I'll find out. But even then, I only plan to do it for like six months. Like I don't plan to do it forever. Mm-hmm. It's just something that can keep me on a path, I guess. You know, it's not necessarily a diet, but it's a full-on like regimen, which I- essentially it's a diet. And we talked about this where, you know, yeah. Brian, you don't like diets. But I'm just – I'm still mm-hmm. trying to figure out a way for it to work for me because like I still work out. You know, I eat decently healthy. You know, I'm looking for – I am looking for enough nutrients to put in my body. But that extra stuff is what I'm having trouble leaving out.
2: What is, um, like, a state of ketosis? Like, what is um, the benefit to being in that state?
0: You, your body runs on sugars, normally eating, right? This change makes your body or has your body start running energy on fat. Hmm. So that's where bacon becomes good and pork I like this okay. already and there's a lot of benefits and today I actually had a little bit of pork today like I had it for lunch and uh my mom brought it you know whatever and I had it and I had that and like four eggs and like just a bunch of like you know high fat stuff that's what I had high a lot of high fat stuff today
2: gives me a reason to go to Denny's and get more of the jalapeno smoked bacon <laughs> oh yeah
0: so basically yeah so uh Tim Ferriss does have uh a method in Four Hour Body, which I haven't read into it yet. But it, he basically calls it like a slow-carb diet, which eventually it leads you to... So basically, you slow, slow down your carb intake to then raise your fats, keep your proteins the same, and then your body, after some time, and I don't know the time like that, I haven't read this section yet, but after some time, your body starts running energy off of fat and not sugar. And that's the biggest thing about ketosis, is that you're running energy off of fat. So, I mean, which is kind of crazy because it goes against a lot of, like, stuff that was being said 10 years ago. Like, oh, fats are bad, you know, and whatnot. And actually, there's this article. Oh, man, I, now I wish I would have read it. This is my, okay, this is my fault, everybody, for not, for thinking it was going to go one way and it didn't go, you know, or or maybe not assessing this episode properly. But there's a article that. Joe Rogan brings up, in the, also the episode of Doc, with Dr. Rhonda Patrick, where sugar, where, like candy companies and stuff, were paying doctors and scientists to say that fats were bad. And that and I remember that, I mean, I feel like I've, I've, I've been conscious enough, like, here, you see it, like, that's why... That's why M&M's still exists, and they have like you know a million dollar company and well, like all these.
2: Not only that, but sugar industries were also um, paying government off to tell people that um, salt was bad. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, like Heard growing up bad. as kids, and, and like you know be like, oh, don't eat too much salt. Not, not a real thing. Yeah. Well,
0: but too too much salt. Well, and also obviously I- iodized. Like, right. Right.
2: Yeah. An insane amount. Right. 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 Uh, yeah. It was all in that. Um, it's all in that sugar documentary. Um, fed up.
0: Okay. That's the one me. I
2: watched maybe about a year ago now. Okay. Sounds about right. Life changer
0: for me. Mm. Made me just really conscious about what I eat. Right. And see, like, I guess another thing is that since, la- like, because last year I lost 25 pounds. Like, I just, r- I lost the 25 pounds. And now, even in my, even in the fasting state for these past two months, I've stayed at 203. That's been my weight for the past two months. Even with a fast, like, with no food, I'm still at 203, which I like. So, I'm recomping my body. To generate more muscle and and uh, stay at the same weight, you know, where I, cause I don't want to be heavier and I don't want to be lighter, you know, cause even my cousin, even Louise brought up like, hey man, you, sh- you should get down to one eighty five, like you know, and get get shredded. That's this thing is getting shredded. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, but I'd be super light. Like I don't know, if, I don't know if I want to be in that state. Not walking. It'd be different if I was competing, you know, let's say jujitsu, if I was doing competitions or whatnot for something of that nature. But not for a walking, you know, walking at 185. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if I think I've had to have mentioned to you guys where, you know, at some point I was like at 195. And like, I I felt great, but I looked sick. And I was like, I don't know, this ain't going to fucking work.
2: Well, if you look sick at 195, I look sick all the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, for the way I can describe it, that I remember looking in the mirror, I'm like, I look anemic. Like, I look like. Like I think that's probably just the contrast
1: of of maybe. your self image. Like maybe. you were used to seeing yourself at this, maybe you know, in in this weight, and then now that you're lighter, you know, less full, yeah, yeah. you think you look sick. Exactly. But for somebody who let's say just met you at one ninety five, they they thought you looked fat.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. well right. No, absolutely. I mean that 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 could quite well be it. Just.
1: Not that you looked bad, I'm just saying.
0: Right. No, I know. It's it, it's just an interesting thing going from last year and and even last year. Like, the only difference of last year was like I counted everything I ate. So if I didn't have enough calories left over, I couldn't have a candy because I didn't have any calories. So right. I've, that's also another thing I have started, but I have had I have had a candy. I it's still it's still like you know like I've talked about I think I talked about th- about this with Brian where like even like. Jocko, like you know his motivational stuff on YouTube, like it doesn't work anymore because i heard it all of last year it doesn't work you know and and i'm positive that's why it doesn't work for my cousin anymore because he hears it all the time he watches those youtube videos and it doesn't work
2: for at, me well at some point it starts to just get preachy right yes. it, at least like for me it'll start to get preachy and then it'll start to feel um just uh inauthentic you know just not not real to me but yeah. wrap, wrap this up really quick with this thought. We've been, like, talking about your blood work, and yeah, you, yeah. Men- you mentioned about how, you, you know, you're taking this to work, uh, to training at Nine Round, and, and you're using it as an example. Like, hey, like, no one's perfect, see? Like, and you're telling your clients this, and, like, you know, you're working on stuff. Right. Like, how do you think that ties into, like, um, to your mood from last week and things you've been realizing and, and processing?
0: Repeat that question.
2: Sure. So... You're um, just taking this example. that We've been talking about your blood work and um, and the diet you're trying to go through and, and you're trying to enter a state of ketosis and all this stuff. So you're talking about how you're taking your blood work mm-hmm. over to, to nine round yeah, and, and yeah. just using that as an example for your clients saying, like, hey, no one's perfect. And like, see, like, I'm still working on it. Everyone's always working on it. Right. Kind of thing. Does that like tie in to you with maybe like some of the things you've been like realizing and, and processing?
0: The, the the process. Like, okay. you know, it, it's, it's a constant work. in in progress to work in progress constantly and that's probably the main thing and that's why even today when I put I I posted like my Snapchat like username thing and I said you know join the process because it's like I am working on this and and some of these clients that inspire me we have this one client and she she's lost over 50 pounds fuck and she wants to lose more and I said if you want to lose more you need to get gritty and and it's not hard for me to say that because I did that last year and while I'm okay with where I am at now today, my blood work says otherwise. So I can't. And if I get, let's say, I continue on this, I mean, ov- obviously unhealthy path, I cannot be optimal for Brian. I can't be optimal for Eddie. I can't be optimal for Nairon. I can't be optimal for my household. So, yes, it, taking this Nyron, showing them, it's like, look, and this is another thing that I stress. It's like, it's important to get your blood checked, because everybody's like, oh, you looked thin today. Oh, thanks. Look at my butt. It's shitty. Completely shit. At least in my opinion. And like, oh man, there's this one client. She's like, oh man, I wouldn't even want to see my butt work. And it's like, I, it's almost like checking your weight. When you have a scale at home, you check it every day. It would If I could check it every day, it'd probably turn into that. And I don't know if that would be a possible solution, but I, I can bet it's only it would only be temporary. The change needs to be with me and that's what i'm trying to dig into my head and i'm working on it but it's it just hasn't happened
2: hmm fair enough fair enough
0: but yeah man cuz it it to me it ties into all the stuff that i have talked about and it it led me to this point last year and up until today of you know even in extreme ownership you know it's not what you preach to what you tolerate yeah see i'm able to tolerate this except that my blood results say i'm shitty
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know so like i said like, Rhetorical questions, rhetorical statements, because a lot of this is me. And this is ridiculous, but it's what I'm dealing with right now. It's what I'm trying. I'm trying to fix this because it's it's very fixable. But again, the mind.
2: Well, at least you're staying like positive with it and you're trusting in the process. I think is like the big quote I take away every time you say that is like just trust in the process. Keep with the process. Like, I think people forget that, like, everything we do is a process. And, like, I've just, like, seen, like, a lot of negativity lately, and it just kind of boiled up for me when I saw, like, this one dude on Facebook make, like, this super negative blanket statement about millennial generation. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, like, that is, like, such bullshit. And I called him out on his negativity, um, but he wasn't necessarily having it. And I am just <laughs> like, well, I was like, I'm not going to, like, pursue this further. so. Right. But, um, I don't know, State seeing the negativity. Yeah. yeah. And people just forget that it's... It's a process. Like, I think, like, what I, the last thing I left him with, like, in that conversation was, like, is like, we're not, like, stuck in a, in a, like, in a deplorable state. Like, we're just always merely on the brink of another improvement, you know? So it's, it's just, it's the process. It's the fucking process. Just trust it. Yeah. <laughs> but,
0: yeah, one thing that Dr. Von Patrick brings up in the, ep- the newest episode with Tim Ferriss, because I think the initial question, basically allowed her to give an overview of what she's about you know if, in case people haven't heard about her yet or you know any new Tim Ferriss followers and the way she put it was she wants to find optimizations or ways to optimize your lifestyle right so then you can be fully productive which to me it, it makes sense because it's, it's totally corollary with everything I want to do with my mission of helping others but I guess getting back into a a better state of mind this week and getting these blood tests like well you know it starts with me you know I, I, I can't and I, I feel like I'm just reiterating I'm fucking digressing but that's what it is and going back to I guess um, mission talking about missions and whatnot, and people not quite understanding mine is that maybe because I, I have su- this opinion about my self that you know I want to find the process that works even when your brain even when you still your actions differ from your mind or your actions differ from what you already know we know sugar's bad I know sugar's bad I know candy is not good for you for your teeth and everything and plus for your body but yet my actions say otherwise so finding that process that gets me through that cause one thing that actually I talked to this, I've talked about this with one of my other, with one of the nine round friends was like realizing that candy is the same type of addiction as cigarettes yep. or alcohol.
1: I was about to say, just like, just like you can decide not to have a drink. I don't want to say it's as simple because, you know, we all have our different, you know, little addictions for right. lack of a better I can word. say no to alcohol. You could say no all to day. sugars. Right. Just like you say, get up and do. Well, don't.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. No, you're right. And right. you know, right. it's,
1: it's. It, to me, it's it doesn't have to necessarily be a different process or a different method. Just don't. Yeah. It's, it may be harder, but right. Don't. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This uh book I've been reading, The Four Loves by C.S.
2: Lewis. Um, it's chapter two. He kind of talks about um pleasures and um and he derives pleasures into two categories. Um, much like he divides love into the two categories. So um, with pleasures, he says like, we have these two kinds of pleasures and. There's the kind of pleasure that you get where it's unexpected, like, um, the example would be you pass by, um, a rose bush, and you get that, uh, that pleasurable smell from it that you weren't expecting, and you say, mm, that's nice, and you appreciate it, and you go on with your day, and that's it, and that's pleasurable. And then you have, um, like, pleasures you get, um, like, out of, like, a desire for it or a need for it, for it, Mm -hmm. so it's, like, a selfish pleasure, if you will, like, um, I guess in this case, the analogy would be um, the candy, mm-hmm. right? Right. The, the candy was pleasurable, but you also, like, craved it, you desired it, you needed it, and so, or not needed it. But, right, yeah. You know. Yeah,
0: not that my body needed it, but my actions, I still went to go get the candy or buy the candy or eat right.
2: the candy. Right. So it's like a selfish fulfillment, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And he ties that back to um, the when he breaks down love into two very similar categories, where we have um, need love and we have gift love. So um, pretty much word for word, what it means like need love is selfish love. It's love we crave, like um, love we need to satisfy ourselves. Like we crave attention, we crave relationships, and um, you know for a lot of reasons. And then um, uh, gift love, which is you know the selfless love that you know you you love somebody unconditionally with without expecting anything in return. Right. So I don't know. Just thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, and you 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 slightly brought that up, and that and I it of course I have pondered on that, but. Yeah, man.
2: Well he uh I guess going back to the to the pleasure thing, he um I guess he talks about those two and then he talks about the need pleasure, um, you know, the one where you're uh, desiring these things and then you get your fix and then it's done. And then um uh, like just about being careful with those kinds of pleasures because those pleasures become addictions. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, it just mm. took me back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair
0: enough. Yeah. Man. I want to apologize right now. Before, it, I mean, I don't, I don't think we're done. I, I don't know where we're at in this podcast episode, but it's it's what I'm dealing with. And like I said today, I I, I mean today I, I've done good, but now that I'm releasing this, and I, I did want to make it a point to at least, I mean, I didn't want to go on for an hour about this stuff. I didn't plan on it, but I knew I was gonna mention this at some point. You know, because I, I I feel like if I can't be honest out loud, it doesn't count. That's me. You know, if I can't if I can't, not that I haven't realized it. But, you know, it's, it's like going to AA, you know, it's, it's, for me, it's the same thing. I, at least that's what I tied it into. It's like, okay, for people who think and see me on social media and they think one thing and if you can listen to this, and I'm not even saying, don't be judgmental. Like the initial, the initial human reaction is to be, is to judge.
1: Right.
2: Well, check this out. So we judge because we're looking for value. It's, like, the initial thing because of the, the selfishness. Again, it like, just goes back to, like, this book. It's just been blowing my mind every day. <laughs> yeah. um, but we judge, um, like, just because we're looking for value. Like, we're, we're less eager to, like, analyze and, um, and, like, critique things. And, like, we're more eager to just, like, judge it and make an assessment on it because, like, we're trying to, you know, humanly decide if it's valuable to us or not. Yeah. And then once we've categorized it as um, valuable or, like, not, not. valuable – then that's where the the
1: judgment kind of comes in, mm-hmm. so that sure. makes total sense. Yeah. There was a who did I read this from? There was a quote I read from from uh, you know an, a Greek philosopher that said uh, something along the lines of, you know, that th- this this one person said that you know I don't judge you, and he said, no, well you should if you consider yourself my friend. Like you should judge a person and then. And then decide whether, you, you know, they're your friends or not. And that makes total sense. I feel that when I, some most of the time when I say, like, oh, I'm not judging, it's because I don't really care about that person or I don't care, you know, about their actions. Right. And if I value you as a friend, then maybe I am going to judge you to determine whether it's, you know, whatever you're doing is good or bad or whether, you know, you're, you're value, valuable to me, I guess, in a sense. Yeah. Or even, um,
2: I'm just kind of realizing this now that, you're, that we're talking about it now, but... Um, I feel like yeah, like I'll judge like friends, but um, um, not just out of like value for for me or or what's going on with like me personally, but sometimes also just for um, what I feel is in their best self interest that yeah. they're not catching, and that's kind of where value I'd like for themselves, right? And that's I feel like that's where I I start to make judgments most of the time.
1: Hmm. So judge me, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's th- the thing is like maybe I need to go back and like redefine what judging is for me because I feel like most of the things that my closest friends do I I don't really judge and I think in the sense is because most of the time I trust what they're doing and that what they're doing is in their best interest yeah so maybe that's why I don't you know make a judgment call or I don't try to you know judge their actions or, or define them because I I have full confidence that what they're doing is in their best interest and maybe if I see something, like you know, they're doing they're they're doing something destructive for themselves, then I'd be a little more judgmental, like, hey, you know, watch out. Yeah. So yeah, it still makes sense to me.
0: One thing that Tim Ferriss brings up, as far as uh, he the the example he primarily gives in this conversation was like having incentives, having enough incentives, and for me, it's like we're. Where I'm living how is that not enough incentive for me to stop eating candy because that's how that's how deep I think about it like today even like today like i brought up, uh I brought up so I brought up self-esteem last time to Eddie at the, for the po- last week's podcast and where you know you get so much like you get so much and either you continue to do more with that self-esteem or you let it give you a plateau right and to me I tie it in the same way you know where you get that and it's like so then <laughs> like, at least that's me right now, because it's like incentives like, OK, I'm living like, why can I not? It
1: well, someone with someone with diabetes and, you know, constantly injecting insulin and stuff is also living. Right. So it's just w- how do you want to live? Yeah. That should be your incentive, I think. You know, if, you if the out. health thing is 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 such a like a big deal, I guess, if you yeah. want your blood to be, you know, at its optimum. That's the incentive, not that you're living, but you know how how well are you living? The quality of your own life. Yeah.
0: It's so crazy how like one one thing and and the one thing is j- candy in general. Cause, Cause I, sour sour candy, chocolate. I mean I, fucking dig it all. You know, like, <laughs> I, like, I it doesn't like matter what can you know candy period. That's why I'm saying like one thing one thing that's created, and it's sugar. And I feel
1: candy. like we're instigating all these, like, deep thoughts all around candy. Sugars, yeah. <laughs> candy and, and these little addictions. And,
0: and, man, and because that, cause that, you know, like I said, optimal. Like, you know, like if I'm, if I'm not optimal, then, you know, I, I can't do the work that I want to do anyways. Right.
2: Well, hey, man, to be fair, all the studies show that being addicted to sugar is the exact same. Like, your brain lights up the same way when you're doing cocaine, so either a sugar is really really bad or cocaine's Rooters. not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> I never thought
0: about that. Oh man. I I w- I will get over this hump, but it it's thinking about it as we're ta- as we're talking about this, it, it it's the only thing I get instant gratification because everything else I'm doing is going to take me 5 to 10 years. delayed
1: gratification. Man, oh. find something else to give you instant gratification. Man, I was like, well, ever since
2: Good. you said that the first time yeah, sorry, uh, in this sorry. podcast. <laughs> sorry, no, like, I'm sorry. No, I'm like sorry, people man. no, people taking 15 to 20 years to r- realize their career change. Yeah. Well, my mom is that person, like, in essence. Um, she worked here for the local university for UTRGV when it was Pan Am. Like, she'd been working there since she was, like, out yeah. of high school and then uh, working her way through night school at the university yeah. and, like, getting her degree over, like, I think it took her, like, eight or nine years. Um, just doing all the night classes and working and stuff, so um, like she she's worked for the university for or worked for the university for a very long time up until like we were sophomores in high school, and she'd been working for the university um, like several years before like she had me, so at least fifteen to twenty years like guesstimate yeah. safe guesstimate mm-hmm. how old you when you're a sophomore like fifteen sixteen yeah about something like that yeah yeah, yeah definitely somewhere between fifteen and twenty years if not maybe a little more than twenty she'd been working at the university. And then all of a sudden, she just, like, got sick of it and realized, I've just always wanted to do teaching. Mm. And then so she, like, took all the certification tests, like, herself and, like, studied for them herself, like, didn't take any classes for it, just, just did it, just made it happen. Yeah. And then now she's a teacher going on, well, since we were 15 or 16 and 24, 25
1: now, ten, 10 years. 10 years. Almost, yeah. Man, stories like that give me hope where, like, I guess maybe what I'm doing now is a little bit exciting but who knows maybe in 15 years I'll get tired of it and I'll do something that's even more exciting for me like that kind of change of pace like I can't it kind of makes me feel like no matter what I may not be bored with my life you know for the entire for the rest of my life you know if I ever do reach a plateau or a funk like in 10-15 years some midlife crisis (laughs) like stories like that kind of give me hope like hey you know this isn't what I want to do anymore. Let me do something else. Or maybe I've built a n- different interest and right. maybe try that. Right. Um, you know, it's funny to me. Like,
2: Walker posted this um, thing on Facebook. You didn't. You probably didn't see it. Um, <laughs> safe to say you didn't see it. Yeah. But it was, um, they are talking about the Dave & Buster's opening in McAllen off the expressway. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, 280 jobs. They're yeah. looking oh, to hire 280 there. people. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I was just joking because I, I made this joke because I hate it when people do this on social media. Um, so I just did it as a joke, but I commented on that, on that story that Walker posted and I was like, Hey Walker, I'm currently looking for work. If you know anyone who's hiring, could you please PM me? (laughs)
0: And it's so common. Oh
2: God, I hate seeing that. And I was like thinking about why I hate seeing that. And it's because it just feels like people are just looking for work for the sake of looking for work and not looking for something that's going to make them happy or make them feel fulfilled or have purpose, you know, like they're just out in the, just in the sea of Kind job just markets, just looking for income. without yeah, a cause. Just, yeah. Like, why would you? I, like, for me, when I'm looking for a job, I think about, well, what am I passionate about? What What, what do you want to do? do I want to do? Yeah, what can I envision myself doing and and whatnot? And and even, like, when I started working at City Winery, I was really hesitant about doing that because I was really caught up with uh, my security job, which I was making my own work schedule with, which I enjoyed very much. and um, And, you know, with City Winery, I knew I wouldn't be able to do that. Um, but at the end of the day, it was kind of a no brainer for me. The money was going to be, you know, twice as much and, and like, well, yeah, I need it. So we're going to do it. I never thought I'd I'd necessarily enjoy working at a restaurant, but I knew at, at, at some point in my college years, I knew that I wanted to try bartending or try bar backing or work behind a bar. I just always thought it'd be the most fun thing to work behind a bar. Mm -hmm. And it absolutely fucking was lived up to every expectation that I ever hoped it would. Um, but so yeah, just going back to it, even though I never envisioned myself like doing that job, I, I, part of me was very curious to try it. And so I was excited about it and I loved doing that job. I, I loved what I did. Like I was very proud of the work I did with that job. So uh, I, I just, when I go looking for a job, I just take those things into consideration. and I don't think I could ever just like fall into a job because they were hiring. Like I, I feel like everyone's hiring. Or at least taking an application. Everyone's
1: always hiring. Yeah.
2: yeah. They're hiring people, they're looking for people just with value. What value do you bring to them? If you if you're just someone going in because you need the income, like that's it's not gonna be valuable. Like well, Walker, what if you were just like trying to play music with me because you needed the income? Like I don't I wouldn't want you around at that
0: I, point. Yeah, and I, like, I I wouldn't be that fun to be around either, yeah. either.
1: And he's like, I need to talk to you, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> Can we
0: pause real quick? No, it's kidding. Uh, but y- okay, like like that. And even then it's like, oh, what can you do for me? Yeah, I'm like, bitch, you're you're applying for a job with my company. Yeah, like, and I don't even have a company to to to, to like say this about, but I see it, and that's one thing that okay, I do wish I had the resume years under me because I could maybe say this with more what people would say experience, like, oh, he has experience, so he like I know I see the way you react, I see your face, and the the general virtues the general reactions are the same and right now and we've talked about this before you know where eddie you brought up you know what jfk said you know what not what you what not what your country can do for you but you what you can do for your country it's the same thing because people go in there like they want ten dollars an hour it's like shut the hell up I mean, you know I, I almost feel like tim kennedy sometimes motherfucker <laughs> tim kennedy cusses a lot anyways um <laughs> that's, that's why that, that's what i meant by tim kennedy because he If you watch uh, Jocko podcast with Tim Kennedy, he just cussed a ton. Anyways, I digress. Back to the root of that, where it's like, go work. And if, okay, if you have an idea, then go, go, uh, what's the word? Like action, but go uh, fulfill that idea, but understand it's going to take you, the process, it's going to take you years. Yeah. And for me, is that music is, too much a part of just myself, my, my inner soul, that I'm not going to leave it. So it's a part of what I do. That's why, like, I guess what I wanted to say as far as like, the, Tim, the Tim Ferriss thing for the final time was, like, wh- I found where I belong. Through all my jobs. Excuse me. Fuck. I worked at Pizza Hut for, like, two months in a senior year of high school. I hated cooking. I'm like, I'll never work food. I, I think I, I'm pretty sure I've said this. I'll, I'll never work food again. Retail when I worked there during college, I worked three and a half years retail. I said, I'll never work here again, but I realized where I fit. I think I said this at the beginning of this episode where, you know, I am, I am optimal at the middle management position because I love talking to bosses and I love communicating with employees that are on the grind every single day, making the ship work. I actually wrote a blog post about this where I, I just briefly mentioned that where I, I'm, I, I guess leading up to maybe this episode and me trying to be truthful to everybody. And, I mean, I've been truthful to myself. Like, I, I talk to myself on a daily basis. But to say this out loud and work on overcoming this maybe little thing to somebody else, is, it's not a little thing for me, obviously. You know, because I can say no to alcohol. I can say no to tortillas. Oh, man, I don't know how many people I get at, 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 at the gym. Like, oh, how, like, how do you lose some weight? I'm like, just don't eat bread. Don't eat tortillas. Don't eat tortillas. Not even corn to- No, not even corn tortillas. Zero. <laughs> Nothing.
2: What about pizza? I love pizza. <laughs> and tacos. That, I'm not going to eat tacos
0: without tortillas. Yeah, exactly. And, I, I, and that's the thing, like, saying this out loud and talking to my clients after this blood work, especially the ones that, that I've grown to just become friends with and showing them this, like, see, it doesn't fucking matter. It's like, no. You know, no sugars, no sugar. Like, that, that's what I'm getting to. Anyways, back to middle management is that's where I belong and even like being surrounded with you guys on a not quite a daily basis anymore. like I said we we we've, we've been getting busy on our own thing um for me cuz even Tim Ferriss mentions where he's he found that he needed to be like maybe not necessarily on a team but he needed to be surrounded by people and i know when i'm surrounded by people i'm not i'm not even more liable but just staying busy and communicating with others helps me just go and do and then i'm able to then Teach what I have learned, VrIo, you know, or anything about health, fasting. Hey, you're fasting, yeah. And I had one client uh, a comment on my Instagram post. Uh, the post was from like three, or four days ago, but she commented today, and she's like, "You fasted this week." She's like, "You're so dedicated." I'm like, "Oh yeah, if only you saw my blood results." Like, like that. That's my dichotomy. Is that it's like, I think otherwise. I'm not. I'm. I'm in a positive state of mind because I know I'm gonna go through change for these next few months. But still, the initial result of my blood work leads to then, can I be that optimal middle manager? And my, my answer is no, because I'm not feeding myself correctly. So I, I will digress and fade away.
2: Fade. <laughs> I tried to do a fade on the microphone, everybody. <laughs> Don't know if it worked well. Walker might have to do some things technologically.
0: <laughs> I won't. Right. I, I, man, that's another thing about, like, as far as, like, my, as far as, like, this media stuff, like, I autom- it's all automated. Like, automated in the sense of, like, I do basically exactly the same thing every single time so that it doesn't take all my time. You know, that's one thing that I had to learn. Cause even when I talked to Alex when we were at the island and I was telling him about the podcast and I was like, dude, I was spending, like, 12 to 15 hours, like, editing this podcast. And I realize I cannot spend that much time on a on an edit because we have rehearsal Wednesday. I have to be at nine round two some, sometimes twice a day. You know, two different times in, in the day. And then if my mom needs something or my dad something, I I'm readily available. Maybe they need me to go back to the gym. I'm I like being ready, readily available because, man, and this might be even selfish like. Wanting to feel needed.
2: Well, basic human emotion. Like a, yeah. it's a very basic human thing. We we. Crave attention. We crave to be needed.
0: Yeah, because I wouldn't say attention, but I, I guess the, I guess the good more out of this is like I like helping people, like I, I like I mean learning. Like even then, like I would work for someone if they said, "Hey, can you learn this for me?" And then like whether it's like teach it to them and sim- simplify and teach it to them or something along learning, and I've told this to Brian where like, you know. It seems like my next thing will be revolving around learning. But that, see, that, that, that in itself is like five, ten years away. And
1: I feel like that's always been a thing regardless, though. Like, we've always yeah. been learning. Right. And that's something, like, you and I have talked about, that regardless of what we do or where we are in the future, we're always going to be learning. Right. That's a very interesting, um,
2: not learning, sorry, but go back to what you said, like, literally just ten seconds before yeah. that, um, about, like, the... Craving to feel needed to be able to help people because you want to help people. Right. That's a very interesting mix of both, like what C.S. Lewis would call need love and gift love. Like you, you like selfishly crave like to be needed, but you want to use being needed for like
0: gift love for selflessness. And see, that's a very
2: interesting blend.
0: And see, it puts me right back in the middle. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because it's both. So I, I'm right in the middle, and that's where I stand with everything. When I got promoted in retail, I stopped there. I, I could have gotten promoted again. I said, no, I don't want to get promoted again because I can't do this, and I can't do that. And now with Eddie, he's the boss. I then give my opinion. We work on that or whatever. But then let's say uh, we're in a band meeting or whatever. It's like, okay, guys, what do you guys have to I need We need your opinion. We need your feedback. I need to know. We need to know. Eddie needs to know. And then we go from there. Here at home, I'm I'm still the son, you know. I I'm I'm not. I don't own this house, you know. I still play the middle part. So you're saying need love, give love. For it makes sense. That part makes sense to me because I'm right in the middle, and that's where I fit.
2: Yeah. Well, it definitely. Um. Now that I'm letting that sink in and process, like it definitely makes sense because. <sighs> I think one of the questions I formed reading that book that um that I was talking to my friend John who bought me the book, mm-hmm. um. We had a, a good life talk over the phone um, about a week ago now. And um, and he basically told me, he's like, man, he's like, you know what you need right now? He goes, like, you need like this book. You need to read this book. I was like, dude, I'm down. And he's like, send me your address so I can send it to you. I was like, cool. And then he followed up and sent it to me. And now it's been like just the hugest life changer ever for me currently. Yeah. So um, anyway, like one of the first questions I I thought of while reading through these passages about need love and gift love, and well, like at first, it's like, at first glance, need love is like okay. Well, it's like selfishness. Like that's not cool. Mm-hmm. Like we shouldn't be selfish people. Right. Like we shouldn't, we shouldn't do that, and um, we should try to eliminate it as much as possible. And that's, like that at first glance, that's what we think. But there's no solution to that. Like, uh, like you need it there. Like it's. Uh, I guess it's the dichotomy of everything too. Right. 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 Like we we need. That that basic human instinct of like of we we want to feel needed and we want to feel craved, and um and that stems back to like our relationship with God. Like need love is our direct relationship with our Creator. Um, you know like everyone's caught up in religion for I mean wh- there's really no nice ways to like nice way to paint it. And I don't mean it in a mean way, but like we're caught up in, with religion because we're selfish because we want greater things, and we don't want to die in vain and just, like, die in, and go nowhere. Right. You know, it's, it's all, like, a selfish, like, reasoning mm-hmm. at its core. So, but C.S. Lewis, like, t- takes a lot of time in the book trying to reconcile that, um, like, you know, with, with countering that with, with gift love, with being selfless, uh, being selfless, right? So, um, like, you know, he just goes through the, the basic cycle of, um, you know, like, like from the father to the son, and then the, the, you know, son gives to the world, and then in doing so, gives back to the father. So it's just that never-ending cycle. So I guess, I guess, like, what I'm trying to get to as I'm wrapping up this um, blabbering thought, <laughs> sorry, everybody, sorry. is that, um, you know, it makes sense for you to want to feel needed, and then um, you want to feel needed because you want to give selflessly. That makes right. entire sense because that's the whole cycle of things.
0: Um, oh, yes. So sugar. Dude, it, some, maybe it's a <laughs> lack of sugar. Have you been like,
2: taking your alpha brain?
0: Uh, actually, I'm not an alpha brain right now. That uh, a problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to, Oh, man. Fuck. What what was the last thing you said, Eddie? Uh,
2: Just that it makes sense why you, um, you know, want to be needed to to give selflessly. Before I forget. That's the cycle. So
0: in high school, I did mention this to both of you because I had this vision when I I meditated was that I was the worst leader ever.
2: Ever.
0: Ever. And I will say ever. I was the worst. Because in retrospect, even two years after this these experiences, I saw it and I was like, what an asshole. And I told you this, Brian, about me being an asshole. I've said this for years. And everybody has their opinion and I'm just telling about I'm just telling you my opinion of myself. Back then I was on the drum line. I made the drumline and for those of you that, you know, aren't from edinburgh or you know go to edinburgh high school or went to edinburgh or high school or just don't
2: live in texas in general <laughs> oh, yeah
0: yeah so obviously marching band and for me it was a big deal i chose marching band over football you know i i could have played football and i wouldn't have been on the drum i wouldn't have been a marching band now my decision my decision was like if i make drum line i won't play football if i don't make drum line i'm gonna play football and that that was it i made the drum line cool done done deal that was it four years the next four years were ridden in stone as far as what I was going to do. I wasn't going to play football, I was going to play in band, and I was going I was going to play baseball. Well, my freshman sophomore year, I was not section year anything cuz I was the under, I was the underclassman, fine. And so then we get to my junior year. Well, then I up until then had lost like the veterans, like I was the only veteran of the tenor group. Um, I'm not even gonna go into tenors. It's the drum that I played. <laughs> well, okay, it, it, the quads, right? The quads, yeah, yeah, T- quads. Yeah, we call them tenors because there's five, so it's a quintet. But just tenors, anyways. By junior, going into junior year, I was the only veteran, so it was there was no competition. I literally played with everybody trying out. I played with them, like I so like because a lot of them were nervous and whatnot, and and I prepared well. Like up until that point, I prepared well. But I knew I was going to make it. There's no way I wasn't going to make it. I was the only one who had played it before the past two years. So this is gonna go on, this is going on my third year. So naturally I'm in the middle, so I'm the section leader. and mm. I'm, I'm with two new guys, which one was a friend Eric who's our age and then Nate, who was year, year younger than us. So we go through that and I could just remember complaining about how bad they played. And one thing that I'll never forget and maybe this this is one thing that like haunts my subconscious and i'll i'll never I'll never forget this one time me and F- Frankie were talking in the band hall this was in the morning and i i was I was complaining and I was saying I was saying bad things about these guys right and out of nowhere Nate appears, and I didn't know he was there, and I was still talking it was they got yeah no, and I'll never forget this and Frankie's like, dude like he's right there I was like, well, good, he should hear it." I said that. And Nate was like, well, if, you me, if you'd practice with us, we would be better. If I would have trained him up, All right. what do I talk about now? Training up your subordinates. Yeah. So, continuing. Go through junior year. And for senior year, I don't prepare. I learned the music like the day of. No preparation. I assumed I'd be on the line because I had already been for three years. Um, my all valley sucked. I, I to this day, I still hate all that. For me, that's just me. It just wasn't my thing. It wasn't my thing. That's yeah. why my our senior year of high school, I got, and this isn't the. It's not for the sake of the award, but I got like march like marching band like best marching or some shit. Mm-hmm. I got some award. Right. Remember, and it's it, it's not the award, but it's the fact that I I did love marching. I love marching season. I did love it. But my work ethic was so poor because by that time my ego was so damn big. So going to senior year, no preparation. And literally I only made it because I was a senior. And Ram was like, dude, like you won by a point.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. And and then I, I was a cocky little motherfucker. So I was like, "Ah, yeah, cool. I'm on I'm on the line though. Yeah. Right. So we go through senior year of marching band and I'm the only one who knows like all the important tenor parts, so I'm not in the middle because I, all Valley Eric made all Valley, so he's in the middle. He's now sec. I'm now not section leader, but the way the court the show was coordinated and all the tenor parts, I played all the I played all the important parts because I was the only one with that experience, right. regardless. So in essence, I was semi section leader because I played all the parts. You know. It's, and now I compare it to, like, almost like achieving your blue belt and not being, you know, that good. You know, you're you earn, not earning it or um, maybe thinking because you earned your blue belt, you're just the best. That's the way I compare it now. This is just talking right now fresh. But so I go through senior year and I I then do that. And senior year, I actually tried for all. I actually, I put effort into All Valley because I like the music. Like, whatever we were playing for the tryouts, I'm like, oh, I can dig this. Like, I, I I'll learn it. And I didn't make it and and the crazy thing is that I this is just personal opinion, but I literally practiced and for some of the guys that I sat in the room with, that I played with in the room with, like, I was like, man, like, I at least did better than that guy. Like I I just didn't understand. So looking back, I, w- I was in a state of confusion ultimately. Confusion and egotism e- oh egotism, right? I guess uh, if that's a word. Finally graduate. I then go into freshman year of college I'm going to am corpus and I start getting ready to move away and whatever I end up moving back right so I took a semester off and realized I needed to... finally I got everything situated in my personal life because at this time I had just come out of of a relationship that was complete poison that I didn't see until till I moved back like that December that I decided, hey, I, I need to go back to Corpus. Like, besides it being easier, like to get into University of Corpus, or that I was already accepted, not, I just need to re-just re-reg- re-register for the classes. But I wanted to be in Corpus. So, then I then I and eventually I'll, I'll talk about my retail experience and whatnot. But finally, I found Bachelor of B, uh B A you know Bachelor of Business Administration work in retail by this time. Realize I fit in the middle. Now we're here today. And I'll still never forget the day Nate said, if you would practice with us, we would be better.
2: Man, it's crazy how that's um, stuck with you all this time.
1: Yeah. I think some something's just kind of like, I guess they, they resonate depending on where your mind is. Yeah. Like, they say that, that your mind remembers. Well, your mind, like, stores every every detail of every memory. It's just, you know, kind of difficult to pull up certain things. But I feel like, you know, depending on where you're at now, you could probably remember something that happened in the past and it just echoes, you know, even more because of the situation. So, I guess going now through all these, like, leadership talks and... and and insights now, it's kind of like it well, brings back that memory. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, just like how we started this whole podcast, you're talking about speed dating, how you didn't get to do it. And then we started talking about speed dating, and then I mentioned how we used to do it in my fraternity. And then I met this girl, and then I had a bad yeah. date. I've never thought about that since Not it happened. It you know, like I had completely forgotten it happened until we had jogged it. Yeah. So. But
1: yeah, it's funny how, that, how that'll happen, how that works. I think it's super helpful, though. Like, well, at least in Andy's case, how that resonates. And the, and it it only adds to your mission now or, you right. know, or where you, you know you, you belong now.
0: Right. And that, that, ultimately, that, and, like, saying this out loud to you guys, I think, I feel like at some points we've, off the podcast, you know, off the air, we've, I've brought up, you know, different things and whatnot, but, like, that, like, this particular storyline here that I just talked about, I it stems from, you know, from that time. That was, that's 10 years ago. I mean, almost 10 years. I mean, just a, let's just say 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And what, do I, what have I talked about lately is how important, like, your early childhood years are and then your adolescence, you know, where you're veering, but, you know, hopefully you can be steered in a, in a good direction. And, like, for me, that, in retrospect, that's, I mean, I was a terrible leader. And knowing that I was a terrible leader, I want to help others understand, you know, for one, you know, besides, okay, besides leadership, no, not for one, besides a leadership, you know, where you fit. I'm talking about the job availabilities. Everybody, there's jobs everywhere. I'll never forget this one time when I was living in Corpus, this one guy, he's like, looking for a job, I have a CDL, dot, 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 no food. And I was like, so you don't want a job. And I knew this guy pretty well, so I was like, so you don't want a job. And there's no reply, obviously. Like, this was a time, this was like early, early Facebook for me, like I had just on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So whatever. he was
2: looking for a truck driving job, but he didn't want to drive food.
0: No, 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 no. Like right. he was looking for. He said looking for any job. He has a C- like credentials of CDL. Oh, okay. But da da da. No food. Like no food like, industry. Like no food. Yeah. Yeah. No okay. food industry. store Yes. Yes. So that's what he meant. So I'm like, so you don't want to drive? Like, because McDonald's is down the street. They're hiring, and like in in Corpus particularly, like they have a McDonald's. For every Whataburger, they have a few McDonald's too. Like there's actually a lot of like those fast food restaurants. Right. Anyways, but that you know, finding where you fit. And even Gary V talks about that. Jocko, I think means it, but he says it in a different in different ways, you know. Because his thing is like, you know, obviously military. I mean, that that that's his background. That's what he knows. For me, even though I'm only twenty five, I'm glad I was able to connect with Tim Ferriss in that sense of like, it didn't take me long to realize where I fit. And for Tim Ferriss, he he was part of that Silicon Valley brink in the early two thousands. Like, you know, he was part of that. And now he's doing his thing, and now he's able to do his podcast, and he's written, what, four books, maybe, three, four books, because he has four-hour body, no, a four-hour body, four-hour chef, work week, work week, tools, Tools titles, it's four books that are all over 300 pages of, like, great material, and it's all easy to read, too, it's not hard to read, but he found his place, and that's part, honestly, finally... The few times that I've mentioned Tim Ferriss in his six-month thing, I think, this, I think this is my final, I think this was my point, was that parallel that, that does drive me to continue to learn and watch Jocko Podcasts and listen to Tim Ferriss and listen to Gary Vee and listen to even Joe Rogan. you know, some, And now I'm very particular about Joe Rogan's guests because the, the comedians, they have great stories because that's why they're comedians. Cause yeah. they have great stories, so they tell them, cool. I'm not right now I'm not interested in that I'm very little about entertainment I'm like I work in the entertainment industry for all intensive purposes with Eddie it's a job it's a business I keep my head in that because I keep my head in that mindset because it helps me get stuff done okay that we know that but going back to the original of like Joe Rogan having interesting character uh, int- interesting people Dr. Rhonda Patrick, Jocko Willink. I've said this over and over again, but you know, these people, even Tim Ferriss, I, I watched one and it's this was like I think when like Four Hour Workweek was coming out, like Tim Ferriss was like on the on Joe Rogan like back in the like a while back. So that alone, you know, it's been a, it's been a minute. Anyways, but going back to the root again is, you know, finding where you belong. And, you know, building on that, you know, uh, Gary V talks about doubling down on your, your strengths and that stuff. And because I know I was a shitty leader 10 years ago, I don't want to be that person. And I want to help people, not just lead, but to me, tying in the VRIO is like, how can you do that in society? You know, let society be the company and how are you valuable? How are you rare? You know, and if you're going to, if you, if you're going to be imitated, Are they for the right reasons? You know, you you should want to be imitated, but they should be for good value, Mm -hmm. for good values. Personal leverage? Oh yeah. You know, how can how are you still individual? You know, you as an individual, how are you still gonna, you know, provide for wherever you belong? And that, I would say, sums up my process this week of that getting out of my funk. And connecting VrIo to life, not just companies, not just oh how am I going to make a profit? Oh how can I increase my profit margin? You know, no. How can I? How can I bring more value to these gentlemen here in front of me? How can I bring more value to the customers, the clients that pay to go to Night Round? How can I bring more value to this household that raised me? So
1: that's interesting because I think that's a big a big thing in the go-giver. And how you read this already, like, a while back, mm-hmm. and it's, it's still, I guess, a very important subject, topic, objective, you know, to bring value to everything mm-hmm. that you
0: do. Right. Maybe it's, some of it stemmed from that seed, you know, that book. Cause I, I read it quick, man. I yeah. I told you. Like, yeah. I, I'm like, dude, I read this book. I think it was less than 24 hours that I read this book. Yeah. And it's a short book, but, yes, but going back to the root of, you know, giving value back and, and really putting that to action, ultimately, you know, putting that to action. I feel like I've talked way too much.
2: No, I feel like this entire episode—not entire, but a good—a a, well, your <laughs> fun episode. This <laughs> episode is brought. This episode, well, this episode I, is brought to you by Walker's Funk.
0: Well, I feel like your
1: entire episode was really good. <laughs>
2: This episode well, was brought to you by Walker's Funk. <laughs> uh, We'd like to thank our sponsors, um, Sour Patch Kids and Sweet
0: Tarts. And <laughs> 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 see, Eddie knows. Sour Patch. Sour Patch Watermelon. That's that's yeah. my shit. That's my shit right Sour there, Skittles. Sour Skittles. Sour Skittles. All that stuff, man. Nah, Ch- well, Mr. you know Good what bar? it is.
2: You know what it is for me. Guess what it is for me. I bet you know what it is. Uh, Hershey's. Yep. Hershey's Bar. Which one? Uh, the chocolate almonds. one. <laughs> With almonds. Yeah. With almonds. With
0: almonds. But, man. Okay. Yeah. Uh. Cause, I didn't. Like I said, I didn't. I didn't quite expect this, and cause to me it's like. I tie in humble, being humble. And the way Gary puts it, cause he 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 admits his ego, but he had he also says, but you have to be humble because you have to listen. Yes. And and I I agree. So like I said, beginning you know, I, I would like to apologize. Maybe. I would like to apologize more for like the stutters and the the spa- the space in between these these points that I've either reiterated ten thousand times or whatever, but to talk this much is a rarity, and I don't want to do it often
2: well, you know what I think not to say that um me and Brian aren't like going through our own things, but I think you went through a really big life thing, uh, within the past week or so, I think it's only fair that we got to talk about it. I appreciate it. Yeah.
1: No, I agree. Like, I don't, I don't think you, you go through these things, you know, often at all. And, and I guess it was, it's a big deal, you know, for you to get your results back. Say having, leading the life that you do, you know, at least health wise and getting your results and realizing that, you know, maybe it is, you know, this one thing that you're lacking in that you could do better. To, like you said, I guess, be that, that, at your optimum to, how do I put this? To, to be, to, to be, I guess, for lack of a better word, be the image that you want to be for, like, b anyb- everybody in your life? Right. I, th- I think it's, it's fair.
0: And with all the gratitude to you guys, before I, conclu- before we conclude, we're going to, we're gonna we're close to calling it, but even a client, I was talking to her or messaging with her the other day. I think it was like probably like Wednesday night because of, because of the blood results. And she's like, but you're so dedicated in this and then like she said, I hope that I can inspire people the way you inspire people. And I said, <sighs> that's rad. And I say that in just a very neutral way for me to say it because, you know, I'm, I'm not like gloating about it or anything. It's just like, okay, leading up to, now today, two days later, it's like, okay, I need to fix this one problem. Like I said, that's a big deal for me. And with that, I am going to, we're going to call it here. I'm going to work on this process. My mindset is better than it was a week ago. I look forward to reading that CSW book. Yeah, C.S. C- C- Lewis C.S. C- Lewis I was
2: uh, going to buy you a copy on the way over here but they um scheduled me a work for uh, like a last minute lesson so I didn't have time to do no,
0: it. No you're good. Um but gentlemen again, thank you for listening today. I feel like I blabbered on like two points the whole, the, the whole hour and 30 minutes that that we were on the air but regardless, we progress work on our processes Evaluate, reevaluate evaluate again and cliche keep nah cliche for us moving with life <laughs> not that maybe it's not a cliche but at least for me now that I see it every day and I use it in the vlog and I use it in the podcast like okay it's it's what we're it's what we're doing and and I'm glad that swinging with life didn't work out cuz the way I thought about it was like a pendulum you know swinging back and forth kind of like moving in in the same motions and we're not
2: Damn, that was a deepest fuck thought on the word swinging there.
0: Yeah. That that was my I'll be honest, that was my initial thing like swing I, I just picture yourself on a swing. So I, I picture myself on a swing and we're just back I, I at that moment when I was when we were creating this podcast and where where it was leading to I I felt at that moment like swing we're just I just feel like we go forward and then it just seems like when we realize it we're back again and then we go forward and it's swinging. And then we realized, like, what swinging like came up with on podcast like criteria. It's like, right. okay, hell no, like that's that that's not what this is about. And
2: yeah, I'm not good looking enough to be a swinger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is still funny to this day. Anyways, but then moving with life, leading up to today, it makes sense.
1: And it's funny how counterintuitive that word could have been, you know, for this. I'm glad it didn't work out. (laughs) Yeah. Same.
0: So, guys, if you guys could start with your or end with your social media, any one of you can start, and we'll close it out.
2: Yeah, sure. So, Eddie Signs, y'all can find me on Instagram at eddie underscore signs three. That's E-D-D-I-E underscore S-A-E-N-Z, as in zebra, and then the number
1: three. And then on Twitter, it's the same thing without the underscore. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram. No way. Under Brian Alejandro underscore B-R-Y-A-N-A-L-E-J-A-N-D-R-O underscore. How about Facebook? Tell them where they can find you on Facebook. You can't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For mine, for my social media. Exit out of this. So my Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Andy Walker lead. Is my personal page. And then my. Artist page. Which. It's connected to. I've said this. But it's connected to my Instagram. And everything. So it's all. It's all. Together. So it's. It's just my. Separate page I guess. That one's Andy Walker leads. With an S at the end. My Instagram. And Twitter are. At Andy Walker. Underscore. Lead. And then if you want to follow me on Snapchat. It is just Andy Walker lead, and I'm gonna leave this last quote because it's something that I guess it's also been a pl- planted seed in me. Better safe than sorry condemns itself. In a sorry world, there is no safety to be found in standing still. M. Ridley, the rational optimist.